let's get her going there, bud. Welcome into the Cannon Fire Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Nicosia, and the theme of tonight is this team can't finish. Jackets fall to the Panthers 4-2, one of the four being an empty netter in the last minute of the game. And my goodness, this team cannot finish. When I tell you that it was disappointing to watch the Jackets blow so many opportunities, I am not over-exaggerating here. It was quite sad. The veterans of this team constantly not pulling it together when they need to the most is really getting down on my last nerve. A lot to get into in this game. I thought they looked better than the 5-0 loss to Dallas, but still a lot to work on. Torts has said it before. This team looks like they're going to score, have great opportunities, and then all of a sudden it's nothing. And that seemed to be the case quite a bit. First and foremost, an absolute golden opportunity created by a beautiful pass from Cam Atkinson directly onto the stick of Nick Foligno, and he just sends it wide. Nick... We need you to score that goal, buddy. This game goes to overtime if that happens. You know, who knows what the butterfly effect is from that goal. But the Jackets were down 3-2 for a good part of the third period. And that goal could have been the difference, buddy. You're in a contract year. It's time time to pick it up. It was time to pick it up a while ago, but you know, now it's just sort of getting old. So Nick, it's just, it's just gotta be better. Um, you know, I never like to, I don't want to hate on Cam Atkinson. Cam's had a great year this year. Uh, he, he's really putting the team on his back in a lot of ways. And Cam has two early opportunities on the kill as Cam does. And uh, first one, he goes to his typical move where you see Cam so often pull it forehand, backhand, forehand, uh, and try to just sneak it past the goalie skate. Well, we're playing against Bob. He knows what Cam likes to do, so that didn't work. Tough. But this team, I, there was a lot that was better. Torts went back to the blender again tonight. Uh, we saw a line of Felino, Jenner, and Atkinson, a line that I am surprised at how little they've played together. I feel like the playing styles of these guys really fits well. Um, you know, subbing out Robinson for Cam. The, the one issue with the Felino jenner robinson line is that no one can really finish. But, you know, putting Cam there instead of Robinson, it does make sense. Uh, Robinson, not the most highly skilled player, but we did see Robinson make a great pull-up pass to Del Zotto to get the first goal of the game for the Jackets. So Robinson definitely playing at a high level still. Love to see that out of some of the younger players on the Jackets. Very huge. But absolutely the name of the game, missed opportunities. Uh, Cam... Yeah, with, with a couple, one on the kill, uh, another one we created by Tex on the kill as well. Uh, Domi gets a shot blocked uh, by a stick, doesn't go in, more on Max Domi later. Line A hits a pipe, and uh, yeah, the, the, the Fligs won, man. Oh, that, 
there are so many players in the league that just wait for those and bury them. And that's how they make a living in the league. They just bury easy goals with wide open nets. And he sent it wide. So sad. So sad to see a veteran on this team who has played well for the Jackets for so long, clearly declining. There's no doubt about it at this point. Uh, If you have anything to the contrary to say to me about Nick Foligno, uh, please let me know. Uh, Cannonfirecbj on Instagram. Send me a DM. Um, I won't get my feelings hurt. Say whatever you want to me. Uh, Oh, well. I mean, this this was tough. Very tough again. The Jackets got to pull it together, man. They got to pull it together. They've said it's no secret. We need to go on a run. They're saying what I'm saying, and uh, it's not happening. Uh, Unfortunately, I can't go out there on the ice. Well, maybe fortunately for the team, but there's a lot to work on here. Something that I find very concerning that's sort of become a new trend for the Jackets in the past two games is coming out and having terrible starts to games. Just giving up goals very early on to start games. That's not how this team needs to start. We need to be playing either tied or with a lead. That's how the Jackets play best. That's how they've usually always played best. Getting on the forecheck with a lead. And, I mean, Zach Wierenski completely bailed us out in like the first minute, saving a puck from crossing the goal line. And then Savard right afterwards takes a bad penalty on his first shift and immediately they're down one and the jackets can't play like that they're i said it last episode they're not a team that's built to come back and secondly the jackets have been taking a lot of penalties over the past couple of games like a lot of penalties but one good note is that um Well, it doesn't look like the Stars are dead. Maybe losing 5-0 doesn't look as bad as it once does. The Stars are currently up 5-1 against the Blackhawks as I'm recording this in the second. So it seems like they found their groove against the Jackets and they took it back to the Blackhawks. Maybe it just wasn't the Jackets. I don't know. But yeah, these bad starts are becoming very concerning. Let's not make this a habit. Please do not make this a habit. One thing that's always been a problem, can't finish... You can't shoot, you can't can't score. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot to work on. Um, Just clean up, clean up the start. Come out fired up. I mean, I thought this team would be a little bit more enthused to play in front of fans at home. Um, When, you know, I thought this season we weren't going to see fans, but they didn't. They came out flat to start the game. Uh, Maybe that's because I thought the fans were really quiet. Um, I, I said I would, I would talk about it if I thought the fans were quiet on the broadcast. Yep. Fans were quiet. Um, heard a lot of drum beats and no chance boys. Come on. Um, what, where are the fans? Come on. Fifth line. Um, cheer, cheer for your team. The loudest thing I heard was them booing them on the power play. Come on. It's not a surprise. They're not good at the power play. Like let's, let's not boo the team for being bad on the power play. They've always been bad on the power play. Like, yeah, dude, they, they, they do get booed on the power play, but um, let's let's not do that. Um, let's maybe try and uh, put some positive energy into this team. Maybe make it a player where players actually want to stick around instead of just like, yeah, if they don't do well on the power play, we're going to boo them and then we're not going to chant um, in the last minute of the game when the team needs a goal. Yeah, so um, terrible job, fans. Um, Be better fans that are at the game. Um, I know I'm sitting here probably yelling at a freaking 
computer monitor louder than you are. Great computer monitor, though. Love watching games on it. Anyways, one other thing I've noticed with this team is that they're, they're getting scored on by guys that don't score a lot of goals, and this has been a trend, like a big-time trend. Uh, the three goals uh, scored on Corpy tonight by uh, Florida Panthers players, uh, Lemachenko... I, uh, to be perfectly honest, I follow a lot of hockey, and I didn't even know who that was. So, problem. Guy gets his third goal of the season. It's been a trend. A lot of people that don't score goals too often are scoring against the Jackets, and honestly, that was the worst one. Not a great defensive play from Gabriel Carlson, but uh, he's been sticking around. Um, I think he's better than anyone who's behind him to replace him. Uh, not exactly the fastest guy, but um, you know he makes up for it in size and physical play. But he can get beat. And we saw that happen. Um, Corpy needs to make a little bit, make a little bit better effort. But uh, can't fault Corpy. Can't do it today. Uh, and another guy. Uh, well, Ekblad scores a goal. He's leading the NHL in goals by a defenseman. So that one not as bad. But then um, Tippett scores a goal. Um, I thought Tippett was something I put on the end of my fly fishing rod. Not not a hockey player that scores goals in the NHL. Like what? Dude gets his second goal of the season. Like can can we like stop? Like we stopped Huberdo. Uh, we stopped Barkov, but you can't let a team's I I wouldn't even call it secondary tertiary scoring lose you a game. That's just not how you win. Um, one of the principles of sports is, you know, great players win because they work weaker players. They dominate weaker players. And when weaker players are scoring against you, that's not good. I think Corpy's a fine goalie, but when you're getting scored on by guys who don't score, that's a problem. That's a big-time problem. So theme for the Jackets, letting guys that don't score in the NHL very often score on you. What? What's up with that, guys? Come on, let's let's fix this. Uh, start working some weaker players. Dominate some weaker players. Let's not try and go heads up against Barkov and Huberto, but, you know, when guys like Tippett and Lamachenko score goals, that's bad. But to get on a more positive note here, um, one thing I thought uh, the team did a lot better was just moving the puck in general. So often I've just seen passes from this team just look terrible. Um, you know, they're, they're fluttering, uh, sending rolling pucks to guys when pucks were flat. And I think they're doing a lot better job of that way way better job of actually finding each other in open space I really love to see that out of this team and then getting a tip in front of the net they're starting to get more tips in front of the net and that's how you got to beat goaltenders um you got to have change of direction I mean goaltending has gotten really good in the NHL um, over the past years uh, really good so you got to be able to change directions on these guys um Get them thinking. Get them scared. Um, make them second-guess themselves. Uh, as soon as goalies start second-guessing themselves, you start to open up more opportunities. So, Wierenski making a phenomenal soft shot 
right to Bjorkstrand. Uh, looked like it was intended to be tipped, absolutely, because it went right to the tape on Bjorkstrand's stick. And Bjorkstrand able to tip it right into the net. And that's awesome. I think Bjorky's uh, playing really well. And I love to see Bjorkstrand with Patrick Line. These guys look like they feed off each other. Bjorkstrand and Line. So I forget what game it was. And I don't want to go back and look it up because I want to get this podcast out tonight for all of my lovely fans that listen to this thing. Love you guys. Thank you. But anyways, uh, Line in a previous game made a phenomenal pass to Bjorkstrand um, off of the boards and Bjorkstrand was able to put it home from a hard angle like he so it's almost like his patented shot and he's able to do it but I, I think these guys are playing very well together across the across the way on the wings uh, Bjorkstrand sends a great pass to Line and Line sends it off the pipe, one of the missed opportunities. And uh, another chance where Line, you know, sort of proves that he's not out here to just try and shoot the puck and score goals. He does want to get the puck to other guys in better opportunities than what he thinks he has. Um, one example where Line and Bjorkstrand are coming down the ice, might have been the second or the third. I know it was later in the game. Uh, coming down the ice on a two-on-one, Line tries to make a pass to Bjorkstrand. And if it gets through, it's probably more likely a goal than not if it does get through. But unfortunately, the defenseman on that play makes a great sliding play, tips the puck, and uh, Bjorkstrand is not able to get a stick on it. But these guys look like they like playing with each other. And I mean, I can understand that. It's two high skilled guys. Um, two guys that are great with the puck on their stick, um, can shoot well and bury shots and make great passes to each other. And I think that's what they're trying to do out there. So I, I love seeing Line and Bjorkstrand together. Uh, Bjorkstrand's on a long-term deal. I, I hope and pray to whatever hockey gods there might be out there or maybe like even like Thor. Um, I don't want to appropriate any cultures on this show. But, uh, you know, with Line A being from Finland and Bjorkstrand being from Denmark, sort of Norse countries, I would, uh, yeah, yeah, make make it happen, hockey gods. Um, let's have these guys playing together. Um, the torts went to the blender again, as I said, and uh, I think it might be working. Riley Nash, not bad, man. Um, getting minutes with Line and Bjorkstrand. And I thought there were a couple times where Nash was really able to win puck battles for Line that Line couldn't. And I mean, I, I thought this, uh, Line I don't believe, records a point in this game. Um, just he was the last guy to touch it before Warenski gets the puck to Bjorkstrand for the second goal, but uh, I don't believe he recorded an assist on that one just because it was handled by Florida in between. Anyways, um, yeah, Nash able to uh, yeah get the puck to Line, and um, I thought Line did. This was one of his best games, without recording a point. Uh, six shots, um, half of them or more than half in the third, when they needed a goal, and I love to see this guy shoot because good things happen when he shoots. There are rebound opportunities. The Jackets have not been able to get rebound opportunities this year. It just it just hasn't happened, and it's been one of the reasons why they're struggling. This team usually is able to just have guys in the right place at the right time and put home rebounds when there are almost virtually completely empty nets. 
and that that hasn't happened. But when Line a shoots, it's coming off his stick so hard that the goalie, unless he's gloving it, can't corral it. It's popping right back out into the middle of the ice, sometimes even getting up to the high slot in the point because he's whacking it so hard on net, just straight. Sometimes he had one that nailed Bob in the face and it hit him so hard it, it literally dislodged his mask. Like that's how you know you have a rocket. Like this guy shoots the puck harder than almost anyone I have ever watched. Uh, I am not that old. I have not watched a ton of amazing hockey players, but I mean, he looks like Ovi. Um, and uh, for those of you who might not know, Ovechkin is a 240 pound Russian monster who can absolutely hammer the puck. But I love seeing Line and Bjorkstrand together. Nash looked like a good sort of change of place change of pace grinder player for them in the middle. So yeah, uh, Torts, may, maybe stop the blender on this one. Um, uh, unplug the blender, Torts. Uh, these lines look all right. I mean, how how is a Jackets fan, how could you hate seeing Boone, Fliggs, and Cam play on the same line? Like, come on, I don't think we've seen enough of that. That that was, that's awesome. Let, let's have more of that. Jones and Wierenski played another great game. Wierenski especially. Wierenski's been just ever since the Detroit game, he's he's just been looking like a one-man wrecking crew out there. Not 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 necessarily a wrecking crew, but um, he's been making great plays, uh, passing the puck, uh, and just uh, disarming people. Jones also playing great. Uh, he can just sort of put you against the boards and take the puck away from you like, uh, like it's his job, which it is, and he does a great job at his job. I love watching Seth Jones play. Um, one of the best trades that the Jackets probably ever made was getting rid of Johansson for Seth Jones. Love Seth Jones. Anyways, yeah, this team, they, they just got to win. Uh, they just got to finish chances. I mean, that's about it. Um, and uh, now... For one of my least favorite segments, because I wish I didn't have to talk about this, but I do because I notice it and it's a problem. That problem is named Max Domi. Talk about a guy who can't find any sort of rhythm or just, just, I feel like he can't do anything out there on the ice right. And he gets a chance right in front of the net and someone gets a stick on it from Florida and it it doesn't go in. But I mean, that's just sort of been the story of Max Domi's career with the Jackets. He's just looked awful. Like, just awful. To start the third, his first shift, he had two turnovers in one shift. Like, 40 seconds of ice time in two turnovers. This makes a completely, like, wee-knuck pass to just the Florida defense just he's bringing the puck into the zone and then just just passes it away. He's like, I don't want this. I'll just give it to you. Then makes another turnover in the neutral zone like 20 seconds later. And it's just like, dude, like, why? Why do we put you out there? That's one question that I really want to know. Why do we even why are we even putting Max Domi on the ice anymore? Like he looks terrible. I, I get the guy's showing effort, but like he's not delivering in so many ways that it's just like, why is he still out there? I mean, to put it in perspective, Gregorenko, a guy who we put to the taxi squad for Emil Bemstrom, had seven points when we put him to the taxi squad. He's played, 
Gregorenko has played less games than Max Domi, and they both have seven points. Before this game, I'll have to check this one afterwards, but I'm really trying to rip this one off. Anyways, before this game, Max Domi had a points differential, a plus minus of negative 13. This dude doesn't even play the kill. He plays the second line power play. He's not on the kill. Why is he still out there? I'll tell you why he's still out there. Because I don't think the organization wants to admit that they were so wrong on a player. Like, absolutely so wrong. Maybe there's some big picture thing that I'm not seeing here. And, like, next year, like, Torts is gone and Domi becomes magically, like, a 0.75 points per game player like he's paid to be. And that's the real thing. I think they screwed up. They This guy's making $5.3 million a year. And I think he's under contract until the 23-24 season or somewhere around there. Like, he's under contract for, like, three or four more years. And he is just playing awful. Like, I don't know another team in the NHL after seeing what he's put out on the ice so far this year would be like, oh, yeah, we'll trade for that guy. How much is he getting paid? Oh, yeah, that's fine. No, no, no one would say that. We, we play Seth Jones that much. We pay Zach Wierenski that much. We play Nick. We pay Nick Foligno that much. But, you know, well, you know, you've heard my thoughts on Nick Foligno. I don't know if he comes back next year anyways. But, I mean, that's... That's more money than we retained, and the organization is currently paying Patrick Laine. Like, what are we doing with this guy? Can, when is the organization maybe going to say, hey, maybe we're wrong about this player. Maybe this was a bad trade. Maybe we did lose this one. Because right now, it clearly they have. It always takes two years to really see who won and lost a trade. But, oh my god. Max Domi, you are single-handedly making us look bad and making GM Yarmo Kekalainen look bad with your play out there, man. Um, it stinks. It just it stinks, bud, all around. Um, just be better. I I really I don't want to keep doing segments on you, dude. But for as long as you're out on the ice and turning the puck over twice on one shift, not good. And I mean, the Jackets have had problems with turnovers, but uh, Domi, that just really sticks out to me, dude. You turned the puck over in one shift, twice. Yikes. But Roslevic, he he had another, he had a bad turnover on a power play. Um, two guys coming to him. He had time and space. Uh, yeah, Jack, um, just, just slow it down, man. Um, I know you're on a drought, but I mean, so is like everyone else on the team. So... Just, just calm it down. Um, you'll, you'll figure it out. Uh, I think, I think Jack will be around on this team for a long time. He's a younger player and he's got some developing to do, especially developing within whatever uh, Tortorella's uh, system that the players don't look like they want to play anymore. System is, but yeah, Jack bad turnover. Part of the reason the uh, fans uh, brought the booze out, but it's just, uh, it's just got to be better at points, guys. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll get there. They will get there. But, I mean, I, I just got to take my hat off to Corpy here for a second. Corpusalo, two phenomenal stick saves. Uh, one in the first, one in the second. Uh, the first one, you know, they showed is, oh, we already have the, um, I'm not going to mention this sponsor's name, great save of the game. And they should have waited because he had an even better one. And the first one on the power play absolutely robs whatever Florida Panther nameless, faceless name guy 
shot it. Awesome. Great save by Corpy. And then, I mean, I've never almost seen a save like this where you think it's absolutely going in and you're just like, wait, that didn't? Like, he sort of, like, whacked the puck down with his stick and it got on, like, the heel of his stick and fluttered away from the net just ever so slightly. The angle on it wasn't so sharp and I think that's what benefited him on the save. But... I mean, just talk about absolute effort. Absolute effort, never giving up by Jonas Corposalo. He he looked great tonight. Save percentage, 9.06, I want to say. He, he can't fault the guy. I mean, gets screened, shot short side, shot goes through the five hole. Yeah, happens. The team's just got to just need to we need to score in front of him. I mean, three goals on Corby, like yeah, score four. Like just enough with excuses for letting in too many goals. Let's just score more goals. You know, I don't I don't want to watch a bunch of 2-1 hockey games, you know, if the Jackets win them, awesome. But I mean, we're not able to really stop teams with our second and third line defense all that consistently. I mean, Jones and Wierenski, since Wierenski's been back, have looked great. They they do look like an excellent... They look excellent out there. But yeah, our, our second and third line D can't consistently stop people. So we, we just got to score more. I mean, it's period. We got to score more. We just got to start netting some. Um, what one thing I thought was absolutely amazing. I, I mean, Patrick Line is trying everything he absolutely can out there. Um, I mean, th- this guy, he looked like he didn't play any Fortnite last night and actually got a good night's sleep because, wow. I mean, he, he actually won himself some pucks. It was something I was talking to uh, some of my buddies that, uh, you know, watch a lot of Jackets games. Uh, we're saying, like, he doesn't win his own puck battles. Like, he's on a team that... You know, we don't have a really great number one true playmaker. Like, no secret. Uh, but he he got some of his own shots. He's finding open ice where guys can get him the puck. Uh, got himself the puck a couple of times on some turnovers. So, I mean, great job by Line A. I, I really love watching this dude play. I just, I can't, like, you know, I, you're going to have a hard time hearing me say something bad about Patrick Line. I, I think he's a great player. He might, you know, at times he looks like the best player on the Jackets. At times it might be Jones or Warensky. But he's our best forward, period. I mean, absolutely our best forward. I mean, I I want to see the Jackets throw like nine mil at this guy. Like that, that, that would be my number. I mean, what do I know? I'm not a GM in the NHL for probably a reason, but... That would be my number for this dude. Give him nine mil. Just just throw it at him. Be like, here, you wanna you wanna be like the highest paid player on this team by a lot. Um, I mean, the Jackets are gonna have a bunch of cap room, like a bunch at the end of this season, because we're finally gonna be able to get rid of Dubinsky's uh, Dubinsky's cap hit, uh, even though he's on long term IR. But yeah, Dubinsky's gone. Um, don't know what we're gonna do with Nick. I've already said what I think we're gonna do. Good night, sweet prince. 
And then, um, oh, we'll have to sign Jones and Wierenski. Um, they're, they're locked up for another year after this, but then, you know, we'll have to sign them and we'll have to pay, you know, both of them big bucks. But there, there's a lot of a lot of cap gymnastics that you can do with that. Um, looks like we'll, we'll, we'll have to be signing like Tex and Robinson, but so far they're, they're not looking like they're going to have like crazy good years. So we'll probably get them at a discount for what I think they're actually worth. Well, one of them will want to prove it contract for sure. You know, like a two year, two, three mil deal. I'm not going to pretend like I know a bunch about, about cap in the NHL, um, much better at cap in, in football, but yeah, we're going to have a lot of cap room. I mean, we're going to have enough cap room to maybe like go after some guys. I, I was looking like at what like free agent centermen there are next year. Looks like a barren wasteland. It really does. And the best guys like Getzlav, and I doubt he tries to leave Anaheim. Like other than that, like there, there's nobody at center. Like, nobody available next year. We don't need another winger. We we have plenty of guys that can play the wing. We need, we need a top-line center. And that's why um, P.L. Poo um, leaving, is, it sucks so much. It just sucks because, yeah, this, this team, we don't have a top-line center. We just don't. I mean, we're playing Riley Nash at starting, like, first-line center. Like, what? Okay. I mean, he was playing on the fourth line to start the year, but okay. I, I mean, at this point, it's just like th- just throw any of them out there. I mean, it's whoever plays best with Line A and Bjorkstrand. I, Torts, please keep them together. If I could, like, force this into your ears and you only took, like, one thing away from it, just keep Line A and Bjorkstrand together. These guys, they're both relatively young. Just keep, keep them together, please. Uh, I I really want to see that. So Torts, uh, I know you don't listen to this, but if you did, keep keep those two players together. So all in all, um, yeah, I I just want to see the Jackets, um, you know, like win some games and like win them in like a, a strung together fashion. I really hope it happens. I mean, if we come out with less than four points in a four-game homestand, that's going to leave a really sour note in a lot of fans' mouths. Just, oh, I, I don't want to see it happen. I know we're playing some a, a couple good teams. Uh, we got another game with Florida and two with Dallas again. And I, I just want to see this team win, man. I just want him to win. That's that's all. Like, you know, this year it looks like it may not happen. We may not make the playoffs. Our our odds are bad. They're just bad. There's no there's no confusing it. I'm not gonna lie to you, listeners. Uh, our chances of making the playoffs are slim to none. That's just a fact. Just win more games. Make the odds better. But right now, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. So I'm already kind of starting to like look at mock drafts. Um, looks like some good centermen are out there. Uh, looks like a pretty good draft for defense. But we probably won't get like, you know, like one of the top defensive prospects. Um, probably be picking anywhere from maybe like 
10 to 17. There'll be some good centers out there. Let's let's go get one of them. It'll take a couple of years to develop them. Um, maybe we can actually like get Liam Foodie out there. But yeah, the Jackets haven't had a lot of luck in the draft uh, with centermen. Um, our two previous first round center picks that are not named Liam Foodie, the two before him. Um, you may know them as Ryan Johansson and Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, they, they wanted out. They wanted out. So, yeah, maybe maybe let's try and get, get, a, get one of these guys right. Uh, get someone who might actually want to play for Columbus. Because, uh, I mean, this team does have good fans. They have great fans. Um, the fans that were in the building tonight were not great. Um, I've said it before. I think the tickets were too expensive and a bunch of people who, uh, could only really afford them probably got tickets. Uh, people that actually love this team probably were priced out of the market. So I don't like to see that. Um, I don't like to see elitism in sports fanship. Um, let's get some people that actually want to cheer for the team instead of boo them. But the Jackets, there's stuff to build on. We're passing well, tipping pucks. Let's go, boys. Let's get her going, bud. This has been the Cannon Fire Podcast. I love doing this podcast for you guys. In case you haven't realized, I don't make any money doing this. There are no ads. Um, I do it for fun and actually at an expense to myself. So, like, um, I don't know. I got a Venmo. I'm not going to put it in here. But, you know, if you find it, you want to give me some money, I'll take it, you know. Um but yeah, dude, um, it's been it's been real. This has been the Cannon Fire podcast. I love the Blue Jackets. Um, I I don't want them to sell the team. I think some people may have mixed up that I thought the Jackets are gonna like leave Columbus in five years or something from my last episode. Oh, when you lose five zero and then record a podcast right afterwards, you might get a little bit of sadness. Weird, huh? Yeah, you get a guy talking in front of a mic about a sports team by himself for 30 minutes and he says some depressing things after a team loses 5-0. Like, yeah, it's going to happen. I think I came off more level-headed in this one. Like, they're not going to sell the team. I don't think they're going to leave. I mean, they're, they're teams that have less of a fan base that are still in their respective cities. It just bring yeah, I don't need to get into all this um, about the Columbus sports market. Again, it's not good radio. Anyways, this has been the Cannon Fire Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Nicosia. Let's get her going, baby. Oh, I love doing this podcast. Yeah.